Welcome to the Rogues on the Road podcast, where we talk food, beverage, travel, and everything in between. Welcome to Rogues on the Road, where we talk travel, food, beverage, everything in between. We are at Bar Convent in Brooklyn, New York. I'm Matt. And I'm Gypsy. And I'm Juju the model. Juju! What up, Hi, guys. What's going on? You're popping my cherry. This is the first time for me. I know, I know. You just came down on like 45 different trains to get down here to Brooklyn. Facts. From the Bronx. Straight from work. I had to come out to this event. I missed the first day, so I was like, I was... Bet set on coming here today, so and you're in, and I'm she, really excited. We're excited. Mm-hmm. I'm excited we, for this interview. We Ooh. have we have a very special guest. Uh, I I have a lot of big fans, but you happen to be a, a big fan of mine, and it's not it's it's not because he looks like someone we know and sounds, sounds like someone we know. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> I don't know who. But somebody. we've got we've got Thomas. For, uh, sorry, not Thomas. That was the Ooh. last interview. Ooh. We've Fail. Antonio. <laughs> Our guest is leaving now. Come back. No, he didn't mean it. <laughs> We've got Antonio from Nardini. Uh, and Nardini produces a grappa that I absolutely love and have followed for at least 10 years. Mm. So welcome to our show. Not Thomas, but Antonio. Yay. Thank What's up, Antonio? Me. So we came across you yesterday as we were kind of setting up and I got super excited. He had um, goosebumps. Antonio. I did. <laughs> I did. You. <laughs> so now do you, are you the owner of Nardini? Um, a part of Nardini. What is Nardini? Well, I, I'm um, one of the owners. Okay. Nardini is a family company, and um, we've been distilling grappa since 1779. So this, actually, this year, the 16th of April this year was our 240th corporate anniversary. 1779. Oh, uh, That's a big still, feat. Yeah. Congratulations. A lot of fighting went on in the family, but we're still together. I <laughs> bet. That's what it's. That's how I'm, family I'm sure works. The grappa kept you guys together. Of course. Of yes. course. That's the binding agent. Yep. <laughs> so you've been making. Did you start? With, did the did the family start making grappa? Um, In seventy seventy nine. Yes. Okay, and that is your mainstay uh, spirit that you produce in Italy. Yes. And you have a few other spirits as well. Good exactly. Lord. It's older no. than me. No. <laughs> no, we have, all in all, we have 27 products. Wow. But our cause, core business is grappa. Yeah. Uh, grappa, for the people that are not aware of grappa, I. is the Italian national spirit. Oh. And, uh, you know, like Velka is to Russia, uh, Mezcal and tequila is to Mexico, grappa is to Italy. And it kind of makes sense because uh, the very tail end of a farming season was the grape harvest. Uh-huh. And Italy has been traditionally covered by grapes and olive trees. Yeah. So clearly after um, the grape harvest took place and the wine making, what was left was uh, the grape pomace, which mm-hmm. means the skin, the seeds and the pulp of the grapes, that once they were f- um, fermented, they were distilled to obtain the, what's called the eau de vie, oh. which actually the legal name of grappa is Aquavita Divinaccia, which means a grape pomace base eau de vie. Okay, mm. okay. And grappa is a colloquialism that came through the years. Wow. Okay. I, uh, I had no idea. No, no, no. Zero zilch. But I learned. Yes. Uh, and it's a distilled spirit left over from the fermentation process of making wine. Exactly. And I, f- I feel like the American. Uh, 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 an American view of it if you're not familiar with a grappa or you have a limited 
knowledge, knowledge base mm-hmm. of grappa. It's oh, you're taking the leftover stuff from fermentation, uh, you're uh, re-fermenting it, and then you're distilling it, and that is not necessarily a good sounds thing. Sounds strong, to but me. It's, <laughs> it's a great thing. Okay. Well, but you it's know, if you think thing. about it, every <laughs> single spirit thing. comes out of the fermented material. So oh, right. I mean, you talk about fermented grain, uh, fermented agave. I mean, we're talking about fermented grape pomace, so it's not as bad as it sounds, you know. When the doctor tell me, you know, okay, you're dealing with leftovers. I mean, in a way... Um, I love leftovers. I know. I know. It's, it's you ever eat spaghetti the next day? Oh, it's it the is best. so good. The seasoning has set in. Yes. Cold pizza for breakfast. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. No, you're not even far from the truth. Right. You're, also, you're also using something that would otherwise be either thrown out thrown into out. the field. It, it still has life and spirit left in it. No I love it. Sorry. No, I love it. I love that so he's not wasting anything. So don't, yeah, don't mm-hmm. waste it. Use it and um, and produce actually a beautiful spirit. But it gets better because once we steal the grape pomace, we dry it up. We separate the seeds from the skin of a grape, mm-hmm. and then I we, appreciate that. Thank you. And we sell <laughs> the seeds to make grapeseed oil. Oh, and the skin becomes a, a, a animal feed. Every, I mean, really? it's an everything. So at the end, there is nothing left from grapes. Beautiful. That's amazing. Yeah, that, that is a full circle. Three hundred and sixty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Circle. full circle. Wow. Okay. Has, has that always been the process from from day one? Has it changed? No, no, no. It's yeah. been it's, it's changed. Just okay. a circle that, that, that. of grappa, <laughs> and it moves us all. <laughs> I love it. So, how is it? Dis- um, tell us about a little bit about this, the uh, the distilling process and what um, w- w- you know. Is it a pot still? Is it a continuous column? Okay. Or um, it's very interesting because there are 126 active grappa distillers in, in Italy at the moment. And each one of them has a different still. Mm. <laughs> the way we produce it, we have a combination of pot steel and column distillation. Okay. Both systems are um, clearly a steam distillation systems. Yep. Yep. But you have advantages and disadvantages of both of them. Mm-hmm. The advantage of the, pot, the traditional pot distillation is the fact that you're able to extract more out of a, um, in terms of taste out of a grape pomace. Yep. With a column distillation, on the other hand, you can create a more neutral grappa. Yeah. By combining, all of our grappas are cuvee, so it's a blend uh, uh-huh. of, the, of different batches. By combining the post-steel, the outcome of a post-steel distillation and the outcome of a st- column steel distillation, we obtain our final product. Uh-huh. And that allows us to give us continuity in the product year after year after That's- year. That's a brilliant way of doing it because the pot still is going to probably produce just a li- like just a punch of flavor. So you're kind of toning it down a little bit yeah. with adding. Exactly. We call it neutral. You're, so, you're showing off, Matt. I am. We I've, call been, it, I've been dealing with this for the past yeah. two days. I so I'm, just, I'm just riding his coattails. So, you know, I interject every now and in then. In my head, I'm like, food nerd, food nerd. Yeah. <laughs> That's why, that's why we need you guys. Yeah, I know. Totally, totally. <laughs> so uh, you're basically, it's like taking what we call it neutral grain spirit, right? Uh-huh. So it's got very little flavor to it, okay. but it still has quite exactly. a bit of flavor, but you need to add more to it. So you're going to add from one still, a pot still, which looks like a big pot. Like a vat of something. Right? Uh-huh. A big pot. And it, it produces a lot of flavor in the distillate. And by blending the two, which I didn't know that you did, yeah, um, it keeps a, a uniform flavor profile that you can... And that's, exactly. what, and that's what customers love, consistency. Yeah, they exactly want their grappa the same every time. Sorry for banging. Let's not bang. You don't have <laughs> to like it, but if you table. do like it, you yes, go back to it. Exactly. Right. That's, that's mm-hmm. basically right. it. 
the now, concept behind it. I've had a lot of grappa. I've had um, very I've expensive grappa, and I've had um, Ooh, very fa- fancy, affordable fancy. grappa. Yeah. And the flavor's been all over the place. And some of the expensive ones, I didn't like. Yeah, um, yeah but price. I, I Nardini is really the one. That's kind of my uh, goldie. Go-to? It's my goldie locks. Oh, yeah. it's the perfect. Thank yeah. you. I really it's not too it's hot. My go- not too it's cold. not too hot. Not <laughs> too <perfect>. cold. <laughs> great price it's point. Great price point. Let's look at this um, bottle. It's it's elegant. It's it ag- is. It's classic. Again, it's should we tr- can we try? Sure. All right. Let's try. What which are we one doing? Clear we or? We have two of them today. We have a clear one, which is unaged, and then we have a Reserva, which is five years in uh, Slavonia. Oh, Barrow. we're going for the five year. We hands all, down. We're, we're going to try both, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. All but right, I want, I want but to go. Can with I the, show you a little trick? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Please do. Before you, you are, try it. You were the man. Okay. I have to intro- make a little introduction. Of course. Many people, especially here in the States, had what is called a bad grappa experience. Mm. Meaning that, you know, maybe they, you know, they were Turned in an off. Italian restaurant, you know, at the end of a meal, they would bring a grappa, which is not necessarily... Good grappa. Well, you know, it's not for me to say. <laughs> not but the best. That's not Nardini, that's all I know. Yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> right. But, uh, and what you're trying to look in a grappa is to have a very clean, clear, smell, oh. reminiscent of raisin. Oh. So there is a little trick to do that. If you're not familiar with a grappa, or if you have a chill grappa, it's very simple. You just pour a little bit of a grappa in the back of your hand. Oh, oh, I oh know I look, I gave you a cup. You don't no, need that's a cup. Right. You, you can do it with a <laughs> cup. I mean, so other way you... Go ahead. Got it? Oh, well, there yeah, I go. got it. So you put a little bit in the back of your hand, mm-hmm. and you rub it, okay? Your body temperature, which is clearly warm, mm-hmm. uh, warms up a grappa. And so you have to let the alcoholic content. It's almost like perfume. Disappear. Yeah, it's like a you perfume. You gotta let it much. sit. You gotta let it you sit. Excuse let me. Let it sit a little bit, and then you smell it. Now, if you have a clean smell, reminiscent of, of raisin, mm-hmm. that's a good grappa. I smell it. I if have yeah. a very, I smell it. a very clean, light raisin slash grape kind of, mm-hmm. yeah. but you very clean. You smell okay. it, Gypsy? I do. I do. I would wear it as perfume. My mother did. I'll be like, <laughs> <laughs> she was very successful with the boys. Let me get more of that. And that's where the family fights come in. <laughs> yes, exactly. yes, yes, yes. No, but basically, what you're not, what you're trying to avoid in a grappa to have an oily smell or a moldy smell. Oh, See, like wet towelish kind yeah, of. Yeah, because clearly, you know, during the fermentation, you have to make sure that the grape pomace ferments. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't get rotten. Yeah. Mm. So if a grape pomace is rotten, it will come right into your nose. Oh. Same thing with the oil. Is a, is a you know a lot of a single malt Scotch drinker they want they're dead against chill filtering. In grappa, it's absolutely necessary to have chill filtering because the oil content in a grappa awesome. is what makes it very hard to digest and gives you a headache. Oh, okay, okay. I did not know that. I, I always thought it was like the sugar in the, a liquor that gives you the headache. No, but in, in this case... In this particular one. Fusel, okay, okay, fusel okay. oils. Yeah. Well, I can't wait yeah. to go out in the world with my grappa knowledge and, and mess people's heads up. I'm yeah. like, excuse me, let, me, let me put this on the back of my hand first. Let's <laughs> smell it. No, this that, that smells works. like towel. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want this one. Do you have any Nardini? <laughs> so what, what is the best uh, way uh, that, it, that is served? Uh, what are some of the cocktails mm, that, okay. that people love? Right now, uh, I mean, grappa tradition is an after-dinner drink. Mm-hmm. So basically... For digestion? For digestion, you know. And, and uh, you will find it in your palate. I mean, it's somewhat immediate to your palate. It goes down, it warms you up in your stomach, and it comes up. And what you're looking for in a grappa is a pleasant aftertaste. 
and persistent aftertaste. Mm-hmm. That's what you should get. Um, right now, though, in the past 15 years, it's been used in cocktails, in mixologists. And that's why we just recently published the second edition of the Grappa Handbook. That is, that is hugely helpful. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a fan of handbooks. <laughs> That was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> he, is, he, 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 is. he keeps them in his back pocket all I the do, time. I do. Hashtag. God, I'm such a nerd. Food <laughs> nerd. <laughs> no, but it's interesting because we have a 45 cocktail recipe. That I like smelling it. Majority are grappa based, and uh, there are some cocktails also with the rest of our product line. Mm-hmm. As I said earlier, we have 27 products that range from bitters all the way to amaro, and uh, and quite a few liqueurs as well. So. Um, it's, um, I think it's very helpful to understand grappa to you know, a fuller extent and have an idea of what grappa is all about. And it's, it's always good to have the producer have a book of cocktails because you know your spirit intimately, so you, it, it helps to know how to produce it in or, or, or have it in cocktails. It was the same thing with cachaça. We, we've had some cachaça. I was going to say, on. it's like a woman. <laughs> you got to know who to mix you gotta with. Know who right. it, you got to know what to mix uh, with uh, and be intimate with for it to work. That's right. right. So cachaça, everyone you know, yeah. equates it to caipirinhas. Yeah. It, but there's a lot of other placements for it for in cocktails. Right. And I think it's the same thing with grappa. And um, I'm definitely going to be purchasing What, what do you feel the biggest misconception of grappas are? Well, even in Italy, mm-hmm. first, the biggest misconception is the way it's utilized. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, I mean, in general... It's very hard to understand what grappa is. Okay. I mean, and, and uh, because of the I agree. the residue and the leftovers of the wine making. Oh, so I, mean, I was like, is, is it a wine? Is it a vodka? I know. Is it a tequila? It, I didn't know. Right. But there is a big advantage, for example, because let's say that you use a vodka in a drink. Mm-hmm. The vodka really adds in the alcoholic content, but in terms of flavoring, it does very little. Yeah, right. you're right. Grappa does add in, in the flavoring of a, of a cocktail. An enormous and, amount of flavor. Yeah, and, uh, and um, it's great. I mean, the easiest way to do it is in a sour, for example. You mm. know, just do a grappa sour. It's terrific. It sounds good. Yeah, and, and it's very easy drinking as well. With a flavor, mm-hmm. you know, even in, even in a martini. I mean, just thinking the, the easiest way to, to, to utilize it. I'm going to have to try that. Yeah, this, I've never had a martini. This is... I have a martini. This is I, f- I'm going to have one today. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, a, has a little sweetness to it, yeah. a natural sweetness, a lot of, like, floral bouquet. It's really... Yeah, it's very floral. Very it is floral. so... The sweetness reminds me of, like, uh, Vanilla? No, it's more like a, no. It kind of gave me like a a licorice t- t- um, ting yeah. to it, almost like aguardiente, but yes. not, not uh, as yes, strong. Yes, but, but not a medicinal exactly. licorice. Uh, yes. Exactly, not medicine-y. It is, yeah, that is so good. And I, for my for the listeners, you know, I'm just trying to help explain what it tastes like because I've never had grappa, and if you hadn't, maybe that'll you know give you a better idea. But, and I would say don't be intimidated by it because it's this is. But that's the other thing. It's there are Come on. there are other grappas on the shelf that are, I have to say, not um, not it could give a false sense of what grappas really like. Yes, and I'm trying to be nice. Politically, <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, it feels no, no, like a grappa be, is very misunderstood. I think it is. Well, I think. I mean, um, I've been following the U.S. market for quite a bit. Yeah, and uh, in the late '80s. What used to be the gift market, the grappa gift market in Italy, got to be the grappa market here in the United States. So, uh, I mean, clearly a couple of 20 years went by in the meantime. <laughs> but, you know, uh, there was a period of time back like in 87, 88, 
that you will go to a restaurant and uh, you know very high end Italian restaurant and you uh, back then you would have like a main course around twelve dollars and you would have a twenty four twenty five dollars shot of grappa mm. just because of a fancy bottle and not necessarily the quality Good. of the product yeah. was that great. Right. So um, I think that American, in general, the American market got teased by uh, what used to be the gift market in Italy. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what do, you, what do you find the trends are now in the States with uh, Grappa? Well, to be quite honest with you, I'm very happy because uh, I found uh, very much of an openness. Good. I mean, people are much more interested and, and they're willing to try. I was about to say more well, open they, to it. Yeah, okay. exactly. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, yesterday there was a seminar here on Grappa and I really appreciate it. There were, you know, five Grappas <laughs> on the table and actually one of them was ours. Awesome. Oh, cool. So I was extremely pleased and, you know, because I had no idea that it was going to happen. And, uh, and hopefully you're getting a lot of aha moments from, yeah. from bar Tenders, as wow, this is really um, uh, a beautiful, diverse spirit that a lot can happen with. So, um, all right, all and right. What, are, what are we trying? What I was like, we're about now? to try the right stronger, now? fancier version. Well, no, it's it's the same, pretty much the same blend. I mean, oh, okay, okay. In, in terms of a grape pomace, it's exactly the same blend. But this particular grape has been aged for five years in oh, Slavonia that's right. oak. You did say that. And so that's why the color is warmer. I mean, it has a I'm yellow shade. I have a drinking problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, it smells relatively the same. This was uh, my first experience with great grappa. Okay. I, ten years ago, I live, in a, I live in a neighborhood that is predominantly working Italian. Right. And if I had brought up the word grappa... Some of these older generations, they're like, you know, it's, it's, no, it's too, oh no, it's too hot. I can't, it's too strong. I can't. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, okay. And, and I remember this customer came in and this customer came in and he said, Matt, you've got to try this grappa. And I said, sure. Okay. I'll so, try it. So try, Matt tries anything. It wasn't, it wasn't available. <laughs> mm -hmm. We went on to Bev Media and we ordered it uh -huh. and it came in and he came in to pick it up. I called him and said, hey, come on in, pick it up. Your Nardini aged grappa is in. I'm like, wow, I didn't realize you could age grappa. I didn't realize uh -huh. that was a thing. I'd never heard of aged grappa. I thought it was always clear. He opened the bottle in front of me. We both poured a glass mm -hmm. and I instantly was a fan of, of Nardini. And, cool. um, but right, I, but that, I that's, just, a, that's a great sales. I, right. I just I didn't I great didn't order it. That's yeah, right. Yeah, that's ordered right. it off the bat. Right. But, like, but that was my aha moment. So how do you transfer that aha moment to a broader, uh, the broader consumer to 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 get them out of, you know the, the the misconceptions, the stereotypes, and such. Yeah. And I, that might be rhetorical at this point. I don't know. Well, you look like you're in deep thought. <laughs> I am in deep thought, you know, because really, uh, the only way to do it is to try it. Absolutely, uh, that, that's uh, and and uh, if you don't want to try it, you know, neat. I would suggest stronger. to try it in a, in, a, in a cocktail. Oh. Is is there um, a challenge to age it since you already are using aged products? Is, yeah. is there a balance? A very you know, delicate dance, so to speak. Yeah. yeah, as a matter of fact, because it's also all of our age grappa are also uh, blended. Mm -hmm. Right now, it's not available in the U.S. market, but it will soon be available. We have a premium line of age products. Mm -hmm. So we have a minimum of three years of age, a minimum of seven, a minimum of 15 years of age. Mm. And uh, clearly, the blend is very important in that oh, case. It's good. <laughs> And yeah, right I, now, like, I like the age one better. Yeah, this is I know. Not, it, that, it, not it, that the it, other it, one's No, 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 but it's much smoother. And I mean, yeah. I think the aging in wood really rounds up the taste. And, the, so, so. and this is aged in new Hungarian oak or you? No, no, it's... Uh, okay. You taste the oak? 
Yeah, 100%. Oh, my God. Yeah. 100%. We have, we have, all of our barrels have a 20 years lifespan. Okay. Okay, so um, we, for this particular line, we use new wood. Um, for the longer aging, our wood, older barrels. Because clearly, if you have a, a grappa that sits in, a, you know, for like let's say 15 years in new wood, you're gonna end up drinking sawdust. Or yeah. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it, it's very important to, you know, have that keep, balance. Uh, keep a balance. <clears throat> and a Hungarian oak. I'm gonna geek out for a second. Okay, go right ahead. Can I? Geek I won't out even. I won't even interrupt you. Well, it's Lavonia, <laughs> right? Hungarian <laughs> yeah. Hungarian oak versus French oak versus Spanish oak versus American oak. Hungarian oak has typically more uh, a more peppery, spicier mm. kind of note, which Kick, right? Yeah, and you get that spicy note that just that just binds well with your the base spirit, and you get mm. this nice long peppery kind of finish to it. What's good? the American oak taste like? What is that? It's like, it's like regret in the air. American oak definitely does not have spicy. It tastes like debt. Yeah, it tastes like Financial debt. American oak is very hot, is, is uh, very tannic and very new American oak. Okay. Um, very strong. I was going to say, it's like it abrasive almost. It's just like bang. Yeah, Hungarian oak is... Uh, subtle? Ha- yeah, it's subtle, but it has peppery notes, spicy mm-hmm. notes. Um, that is just That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. yeah, oak is like a tea. It's, it's mm. a yeah, but it's very important because the pores of the oak are very tiny, and therefore you limit the evaporation. What's called the angel shear. Oh, okay. Because what happens is when you when we put the grappa in the aging facility, it has an average alcoholic content of 164 proof. Oh Jesus! Oh, Meaning, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna die. Right, you're gonna die. <laughs> Don't just, yeah, keep it away from fire. Keep it away from fire. Anything exactly. flammable. <laughs> right. So clearly, we have to prevent you know the, the evaporation as much as we can. Yes. Mm. Uh, there is evaporation, mm-hmm. obviously, what the angel share represents, and uh, but we have to limit that. And that's why it's very important for us to use that type of oak because it's 12 centimeters high in terms of uh, you know the actual wood around the, uh, the barrel oh wow mm. and the pores are very tiny and therefore they're able to and how many get. liter barrels they are 20 hectoliters okay those are big barrels yeah those are huge barrels show me with your hands well <laughs> <laughs> yeah this big, that big. <laughs> i once made For my a listeners barrel he extended his arms so they couldn't go anymore <laughs> super big really big guys right. T- tell us about the the location where you distill your operation what okay. is it like there we are in uh, the north eastern part of italy in the mm-hmm. veneto region mm-hmm. and we're about uh, uh, 45 minutes outside uh, 45 minutes west of venice mm. toward verona and we operate, as I was saying earlier, with two different distilleries. So one is in Bassano de Grappa, that's where our company was founded 240 years ago. And then so we have yeah. another plant in uh, Treviso, uh, where we have uh, the column distillation system. And then all the grappa produced in both in Bassano and Treviso, it goes to our bottling facility for uh, what we call the transformation process, where we basically reduce the alcoholic content, because clearly we do not bottle 160. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> And, and the actual bottling. So um, okay. I would highly suggest to come and visit us. I mean, I would, uh, I would, I would love, love to. I would love to go to Italy. Yes. Right Let's go. <laughs> we'll go right now. Uh, no, because it's, it's, it's a fun place. Actually, Bassano is a smaller community, and mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's the highest pro capita consumption of alcohol in mm. Italy. Oh, then time. we need to go. The hangover exactly. takeover needs yeah. to yes, go there. Yes, no, what, fa- what is your favorite cocktail in your handbook? Volume well, one or two, doesn't matter. Actually, or would you uh, recommend to others? 
I, I'm very simple. Okay. I like, uh, we have a product which is a, an almond infused grappa. And it, it's called mandorla. It's also in the, available in the U.S. market. Okay. And the mandorla sour is my favorite. Mandorla sour. Okay. Yeah, because it's, uh, that's definitely my favorite. Yeah, I like a lot of anything sour. So I think I would love that drink. What I, the, the idea behind this group, this mm-hmm. book is um, to make it r- accessible for a regular reader to make a cocktail. Because clearly it's not for the trade industry because all the barmen or mixologists or whatever we want to call them, they're all artists. Yeah. Therefore, it's just to give them an idea that they can work with it. It'll give them but like a blueprint, they are right? Not, yeah, mm-hmm. we are not going to follow And they'll change recipes. it around. Exactly. Yeah, I won't because I don't know shit. I will follow the book step by step. And I, I know what you mean by, you know, bartenders being artists. Me and Gypsy had just, or Gypsy and I, excuse me, had just had um, a cocktail with another vendor. Uh-huh. But they had put, like, stencils, images on the top of their cocktail with, like, the with the foam. Yeah. It was yeah. crazy. Super crazy. Yeah, so they I, had I know Biggie, exactly. They had Pikachu. I drank the Pikachu. Yeah, she yeah, she, she's a big gamer. Uh, um, but yeah, I Carlton, mean, just you had Carlton, Carlton Banks. yeah, from from Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, I don't know cool. if you know the show with Will Smith. Do you know the yeah, show? Of Fresh course, Prince? of course, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His, Prince his, of Bel Air. Huh? Yes, 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 yes. So they had they had his cousin, his face, Carlton, was on one of the. Oh yeah. Films. Yes, 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 yes. The guy yes. that goes like this. The guy who does the dance. The yeah, yeah. guy. Yes, 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 yes. Wow. See, it transcends countries. Right. Where's Will Smith? We need to add him. We're going to Red Table Talk. That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. So, well, thank you. Yeah. No, I thank you very much. This was fun. Yeah, this is great. This has been a a lesson. Yeah. Definitely. I learned so much about grappa. Good. I'm glad. And I I think it's going to continue, and I I wish you the best of growth because it, it really is a kind of. Um, misunderstood spirit that it's like uh, the stepchild. It's like yeah. misunderstood. I know, you yeah. know. But at the end of the day, I feel the like it's the most loved. Exactly, it's the Cinderella. Uh, yeah. Yes, that's a great spirits. Yes, you know, abused, but in the end, comes out on top. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> thank you very much. I really thank you so Antonio, much. thank you so much. Uh, when we do our European tour, we'll make sure we stop by Absolutely. Italy. Very well. Thank you. Thank you so much. Cheers. Take care. Thanks for stopping by and listening in. Check us out as well as other great podcasts at Food and Beverage Magazine's Podcast Network. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And remember to eat, imbibe, and dream. See you next show.